The sound of the Amis tribe on Radio Taiwan International. Thank you so much for joining us here on Radio Taiwan International. Up next this hour, I have for you hashtag Taiwan and status update. I'm your host this hour, Leslie Liao, and we're going to start off like we always do with a little bit of here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan and Happy New Year if you're joining Happy us on our Facebook stream. Mm -hmm. It's our first show of 2022. It's January 3rd. Mm -hmm. If you're joining us via shortwave, well, this is your second show, I believe, of 2022. That's right. And it's Tuesday, yeah. December. Uh, no, not December. Where am I, God? January 4th. Anyway, <laughs> Shirley I'm, and I already wished you a Happy New Year when we were recording the last episode on New Year's Eve. But have a Happy New Year again from and us. This is me saying Happy New Year to you <laughs> for the first time. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm Leslie Liao, like I said. And joining me today is Mr. Tomash Kober. Hello, everyone. How's it going, Tomash? It's going pretty good. Yeah. All right. So up next, we're going to be telling you a little bit about our New Year's Eve and our New Year's plans. But we're also going to talk to you about some of the, as fun as they may be, we're going to be talking to you about some of the damage and the negative aspects mm -hmm. of New Year's celebrations. Um, and then I'm going to start you off right in 2022 with a feel-good story. Uh, actually, Tomas is going to bring you that about uh, a very generous donate donation to mm -hmm. an Indonesian caregiver. And then a little bit more on the newsy side, I'm going to be telling you about a smuggling case of cigarettes worth a lot of money. Anyway, all that and more coming up next on Here in Taiwan. Don't go away. Alright, Tomash. So, it's 2022. You know what? Let's start off with a little bit of personal news. How did mm -hmm. you spend the New Year, man? Um, I went to a concert oh, on yeah. New Year's Eve. Great. Um, two bands that I know and like mm. uh, were playing a show together in a bar, mm. and we had a lot of fun. Uh, Emma was there, actually. As oh, well. really? Yeah. Okay. And uh, Since it was Emma's first New Year's Eve in Taipei, um, we decided against almost everyone else we were with mm. at the bar to go and watch the fireworks from a corner nearby. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it turned out to be a less spectacular show than I thought because of the weather. Uh, was... um, the show was, uh, I assume, very nice, and I've seen some videos since then, and it was kind of, you know, it was the longest in history. Mm. It was six minutes. Um, the problem was that there was a lot of... Um, uh, the, the cloud cover was very low. Foggy. Yeah. That's how it happens. Um, and I'm assuming you were in Taipei watching the yes. Taipei 101 fireworks. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh, that's, always, that's always the case, at least uh, from my point of view. My house faced the, uh, the western side of Taipei 101. And okay. how it works is I can see Taipei 101 from my house. Mm -hmm. But the problem is with the way the wind blows this season, yeah. you only get to see about 30 seconds before the smoke comes blowing your way and it blocks your view. So this this... 
time, mm. the wind was coming in straight from the east. Yeah. So people standing alongside uh, Xinyi Road, which mm. is a big avenue here in Taipei, yeah. with a great view of the 101, uh, couldn't see anything. Was it, uh, was it like one of the cases where you might as well have just watched it on TV? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Uh, when we came back to the bar 10 minutes later, uh. everyone told us like, oh yeah, they put on a live feed on the screens yeah. in the bar and it was actually much nicer apparently than Ooh. what we were able to see. A lot of people street. on the road? Um, not where we were. Okay. Uh, quite a few. The, um, there was a, a pretty... Uh, I guess it is interesting. I'm going to use that word, okay. even though please take it in quotation marks. Um, aspect to us watching fireworks. There had been uh, an accident, uh, a collision between a car and a scooter on that very corner. Mm. So as a lot of people were coming out to watch the fireworks, there was also an ambulance and, you know. Oh, like, wow. That's police. unfortunate. Um, the, it seems that people were more or less okay. I mean, mm -hmm. everyone was, you know, kind of moving around, even though one person was kind of waiting, you yeah. know, lying on the ground waiting for the ambulance. Um, so not a great start of 2022 for everyone. Yeah. Um, and, well, the, but then we were able to see basically half of the fireworks show as in physically just the uh, right-hand side well, that's, uh, of, the, of the building. I mean, I guess seeing something is better. Because I've been to the Taipei 101 before. That area around the building is mm -hmm. is ridiculous. Like, people, right. It's so hard to find a spot to watch the fireworks from. I remember mm -hmm. going down there, and there was this one patch. I was like, great, I found a great spot to watch it from. Turns out there was a, a traffic light pole oh, no. right, right in the in way of the of Taipei 101. So everybody scattered out the good real estate there. Um, I, I have a good spot where I usually watch fireworks from. Yeah. Uh, it's around my friend's apartment. So whenever he is gracious enough to invite um, all of us over to mm. watch the fireworks, we usually pop out around, you know, five minutes to midnight and cut through some buildings. There's a, par a scooter parking lot yeah. uh, with a very, very nice view of the 101. Uh, you said there was six minutes. Did, did it feel like six minutes? It didn't. Okay. Yeah, but then it doesn't. It, yeah, it usually doesn't. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a fun thing. You just stand there kind of awestruck and you wish everyone around you a mm. happy new year so time flies by honestly i yeah uh i for the first time did not spend new year's in taipei oh, yeah. i went down to uh eastern taiwan the most south eastern county of taiwan's taitung county uh there's a lot of indigenous taiwanese tribes down there mm -hmm. and i was invited to go witness their uh the end of their hunting season is what it's called oh. it's a coming of age ceremony for all of the boys who are becoming men and what happens is four days before the new year they'll go up in the mountain they'll go hunt and then when they come back down they'll be recognized as men so there's a whole ceremony for that and uh it was really fascinating to see um indigenous culture because it's so well preserved mm -hmm. um that culture they take it very seriously uh there's a lot of dancing there's a lot of singing and it's always uh seen as a responsibility mm -hmm. so my friends down there was just like oh yeah the uh the the elders are, are getting on the pa telling people to go down to the town square and dance and they treat it like something very seriously They're like oh we got to go down and go dance and oh. go help out the dance and it's okay. very very fascinating that sounds very cool yeah. do they do they time it so that it's it's uh it, it falls on new year's eve uh, um, end of january end of hunting season oh sorry end of december end of hunting season. so that or? that was one of my questions i asked my friend mm -hmm. and he said actually it didn't used to be that way. It's because of uh, because Japan, uh, Taiwan used to be a Japanese colony, mm -hmm. and then when the Japanese came, they uh, they encouraged the local tribes to hold this hunting season, 
at the end of the year because the Gregor- the end of the Gregorian calendar is something that the Japanese uh, observe, re- observe mm-hmm. and then they just encourage the local population there to do that. A um, lot Not of food, a lot of food, a lot of camaraderie, a lot of celebration. It was very, very eye-opening experience. Yeah, Took I... me eight hours to drive down there, though. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you and you drove down on Thursday. I drove down on Thursday, uh, December thirtieth. Yeah. I was stuck in traffic for a good long while. Wow! And then eight hours is a long time. Was, I was by myself too, so wow. it was just me and my thoughts on the road, and that's dangerous. <laughs> uh, but it was it was really cool. And then, like you said, the traffic was there's. I think there were a few traffic incidents. Yeah. Um, on the road, actually. I wouldn't be surprised. Not on the because the road I took was the eastern side of Taiwan. It's not as developed, mm-hmm. not as many high like major highways. It's all provincial like mountainside and seaside roads. And I think people down there are a little more careful. But I heard on the western side of Taiwan where there's like major highways yeah. and thoroughfares, uh, there were a few pretty major accidents. Uh, there was a pileup in a tunnel, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. That's that's never any fun. No. Um. Anyway, good New Year. Yeah, pretty good so far. Yeah, good start. Yeah. To, good start to it, very pleasant. Yeah, yeah. Um, I met some friends yesterday as well. Played some board games. Nice yeah. man. Uh, pretty low key this year, but uh, I had fun. What you play? Uh, oh, uh, we played uh, Pax uh, uh, Pamira, uh, which is one. about uh, the great game mm. in the 19th century between Russia, Britain, and um, various Afghan forces. It's a very complex Board strategy. Board games get, game. are getting more and more they elaborate. Are, yeah. uh, you know, I remember it used to be you know Monopoly, yeah. and then now it's it's about snakes like and ladders. <laughs> yeah, snakes and Candy ladders. Land, yeah. Candy. Oh, Candyland was my favorite as a kid. Yeah. Now, now it's like uh, Candyland on uh, steroids. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like you know you have to. A booklet this thick. The Hershey's Empire needs to go wage war against the Mars Empire, but it's uh, they're fun. I mean, I, I do like complex games, and mm. it's a it's a fun way to start 2022. You know, kind of um, exercise your uh, brain cells a little bit. Yeah, New Year's is always a great time in in Taiwan. It's because all the county governments and all the cities they have their own celebrations, mm-hmm. and they put on free concerts. Right, and one of the most popular destinations for people to go. Um, during the new year is Kanding, which is, is the southernmost yeah. part of Taiwan. It's actually a tropical climate down there, beautiful mm-hmm. beaches, and um, people love to flock down there. It, it feels I've been there once. It feels like Santa Cruz in California. What? Well, you you've only been to Kanding once? No, I, that I oh, can, oh, in my right. in my okay, imp- okay. in my memory. Um, <laughs> but now after in the aftermath of the New Year celebrations, actually, there, unfortunately, right. yeah. there are some pictures that are surfacing of. Well, the, what what is usually a beautiful and gorgeous pristine beach, kind of dirtied with uh, the leftovers of fireworks. So, for some, like I don't know if if this is the case in Poland. At least it is in America and in the United States. I mean, in Taiwan, uh-huh. when you bring in the New Year, you always got to have fireworks. That's one of the yeah. things that you got to do. That is a usually how people celebrate the new year and uh i figure i guess in taiwan it's people can purchase their own fireworks like for private use mm-hmm. and this is what happened um Nawan beach in kunting park was littered and with burned out remains of fireworks and this is the first day of 2022 and um, many people uh condemned such behavior and authorities had to pledge to step up patrols in the area you know because many people don't really think about i guess then again, I don't want to say that because a lot of people, there are people who are conscious about cleaning up their yeah. mess and after celebrations. But what we see is a, a bed and breakfast owner 
um, he posted pictures to social media of what is a beautiful, usually a beautiful beach, just littered with, you know, empty, burnt out boxes of, uh, of fireworks. And uh, the Kunting is actually a national park. Um, right they're not the beaches but no. yes a lot of kenting is yeah. covered by national so the, uh, national park yeah. if you are if you're just you know doing stuff out there that's going to leave refuse you, you really want to think about cleaning it up mm -hmm. um the kenting national park headquarters deputy chief he said that uh, the national park act bans the use of firecrackers and fireworks in such locations but like you said yeah, it's probably like the right next yeah to just it. right uh, next to it because the the national park literally starts like you know uh half a kilometer from the from that beach from oh, that is that line. right yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, you know the wind blows yeah the, exactly the, the seasonal winds plus birds you know um there was a lot of debris on the beach left from firecrackers yeah you know the, like so red cardboard i guess yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which the the firecrackers are wrapped in that kind of as it explodes it yeah. just leaves it's, this red debris it's like confetti almost yeah almost. It's like it's because you know it's it's like the Every firecracker is like a tiny stick of dynamite. Yes. And it just it just blows all over the place, which is unfortunate. Um, and authorities are reminding people that, you know, if you set off fireworks, uh, you are in violations of the National Park Act. And the first-time offenders can be fined a 1,500 NT, mm -hmm. 54 U.S. dollars, which is not a lot. I mean, it's it's something to, to make you think about whether you really want to set yeah. off those fireworks. Repeat offenders are going to be charged 3,000. Uh, okay. New town dollars, just about a hundred U.S. dollars. That's right. Um, so they say they're gonna uh, pick up. I mean, this is the first time I've actually seen concern over, you know, the the. the, the but it trash. is it is uh, growing louder. This yeah. concern. Um, our very own Harrison K has mm. uh, done an episode of his show Climate Crunch on on the environmental impact of fireworks. So if you if you want to learn uh, more about that, um, go to our website and uh, check it out. That's en.rti.org.tw. And the, pro the show is called Cr Climate Crunch. Yes, and that's produced by actually our intern. Yes. Yeah, Harrison Kay. He's a yeah. very talented kid. Very talented guy. From Oxford as well. So mm -hmm. he and Stash are of the same alma mater. Yeah, and uh, the rest of us feel intimidated. <laughs> All right, Tomas. So I promised uh, our listeners a feel-good story. That, that you did, and I, I wanted to like cut in and say that it's not exactly a feel-good story. Oh, is it not? To, I mean, it is, but it, and it isn't also. It's a, it's a story that starts, unfortunately, with uh, someone passing away. Okay, walk me through um, it. So uh, an actor in Taiwan... Mm. Um, by uh, the name of... Is uh, it a comedy actor? Um, no, it's... Uh, uh, Chen Song Yong. Chen Song Yong. Uh, uh, you are, are you familiar with I with the actor? Don't I, believe I do so. have a f his photo right here. No, I'm, okay. I, I'm sorry, I don't. Um, so he's an award-winning Taiwanese actor. Um, okay. Probably not our generation. That's why we are not very I'm familiar. I'm trouble. <laughs> yeah. Um, for the last few years of his life, he mm. was battling. Um, actually various uh, diseases very serious diseases and mm. he was taken care of by uh, an Indonesian caregiver okay uh, and they grew close um, to the point where Mr. Chen was uh, like a father figure to her and by her own admission mm. um, and he decided to leave her in his will the sum of uh, two million NT dollars which is uh, how much? Uh, two million in, new time dollars, which US is about, dollars, uh, just to give a sixty 
close to 60 grand if I'm doing click. Oh, no, it's over 60 grand at this point. With current exchange rates, mm -hmm. it's over 60 grand. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's like, yeah, 60, 70,000 mm. US dollars, um, which is yeah, it was 2 million NT dollars or 1 billion um, Indonesian rupiah, mm. uh, which is quite an amount of money yeah. in Indonesia. Um, so the uh, th this actually made the news in Indonesia as oh, well. Oh, wow. That, because it, it was uh, considered a very generous act. Mm. Um, the family of Mr. Ten also um, respected the wishes mm. um, of, of um, the, the late great actor. Um, and the, the, sadly, it is, it is a story that starts with, with uh, someone passing away, but then it is a feel-good story in the end, I think, because it, it shows that it's, uh, you, you can find family in people who weren't born your family, if I that makes sense. I feel like, especially with the case that um, she is an Indonesian caregiver, and they, Indonesian caregivers are, I, I, I dare say, um, they're not treated the best. No. In, 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 in most cases. That's very true, unfortunately, um, yeah. I, my grandma had a, an Indonesian caregiver, and she was excellent. Mm -hmm. um, they were all we, we and we treated her like family, like because my grandma passed away last year. Uh, she had to be quickly, you know, sent back and then um, sent to somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And that was really unfortunate because she really felt like family at that right. point. And to say goodbye was was a little heart wrenching. There are um, both legal, systemic, and more cultural problems mm -hmm. um, surrounding this phenomenon of uh, Indonesian and Filipino caregivers working here in Taiwan. Yeah, sadly, they are very often treated as kind of um, disposable, almost uh, legally speaking. Like when a contract ends, so when a person that they are taking care of passes away, they are almost immediately sent back. Yeah. Ignoring the fact that they had been caring very often for those people for years, yeah. if not decades. Yeah. So, um, you know, growing close to the family in many cases. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised that, you know, some of them just want to go back, yeah. you know, see their families. And um, But but a lot of the time, like... Um, There's a lot of limitations. Uh, miss, uh, mm, sorry, I, I missed... Uh, miss Eula, oh. um, who... Uh, is sort of in this situation she is um considered a member of the family by mm. this point um i hope that she will find a way to connect you know stay connected with yeah. the family um, um let's see really quickly let's let's bounce on some on some comments colleen milo and jason chow says good uh happy new year happy new year everybody if you're just joining us happy 2022 we are starting off trying to start off on a good note um <laughs> jason chow says he is in a lot of taiwanese dramas Mostly Taiwanese speaking and uh, channel dramas. I guess I know him through those like a drama. A drama sadly passed away. Mm. It was probably my mom's generation. Yeah, it's it's not really my genre of TV. Um, Taiwanese dramas. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure they're great, um, but I don't speak Taiyu. I have to say. Like you said, um, a lot of the times these caregivers are they they have to get redistributed very quickly to mm -hmm. another family, and that was the case with our caregiver. Uh, her name is Yara. And uh, we wanted to keep let her stay with the family for a few months after Grandma mm -hmm. passed away, but uh, because Taiwan is not letting well, at the time Taiwan was not letting new migrant workers in, mm -hmm. so um, the company that kind of handled her personnel and her employment was 
very they were very adamant they about were very adamant about like sending getting her sending her somewhere else okay and um this is actually a different trend because you see what happens is when they get sent back back then when there was no internet these families lost contact with the caregivers that gave them a lot of uh that that cared for elderly members of their family and they lost contact so rti actually had a segment where we would try to reconnect families with the caregivers that helped out their families when they were young yeah yeah, yeah. that's awesome uh we haven't done a segment on that recently but uh, the We've, we've had stories about caregivers from Vietnam and Indonesia and Philippines uh, just reconnecting. And that I, was, yeah. I imagine it's easier now with Facebook and um, all, yeah. you know, emails. But just... now these stories, the stories that we were talking about came from like the early 90s. Right. So like the, uh, pe- people who were children, they had memories of a caregiver, but they couldn't reconnect with them. I see. And then, you know, I think RTI had a campaign where we tried to help these families re- reconnect oh, that is which awesome is pretty nice which yeah, is pretty nice it is really nice so uh a bit of a story about family to help you um start off this new year guys <laughs> family all right i got about three minutes left but i want to talk to you guys about i guess this is a more newsy story 14 million new Taiwan dollars worth of cigarettes were smuggled uh it were seized on a fishing boat now that's about half a million US dollars mm-hmm. in value. And uh, Taiwan, this isn't the first high profile like cigarette smuggling clay case that Taiwan has kind of cracked. I think a f- number of years ago, there was one with involving, oof, the presidential entourage. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Did ouch. you hear about this one? No. So what happened was um, because of the- I have. I yeah, have, yeah, yeah. So I the remember. president kind of enjoys uh, expedited customs procedures, right? And anybody that's part of her group, they go out, and they come back. They're not. They're 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 allowed access into the country very quickly because mm-hmm. they have diplomatic need. Yeah, there's so a what, special channel. Yeah. Know. So what happens is, uh, I guess there was a smug cigarette smuggling case where someone just tried to bring in millions of untaxed cases of cigarettes because using Ouch. the presidential privilege, and that was that broke. Yeah. I I have heard of the case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It it made the news because well it is clearly an abuse of uh, a, a certain privilege of rank. Uh, really quickly, Nazir Z says, Leslie, your voice is heavy. Are you okay? Yes, I'm fine. I just had <laughs> a lot of noticed. I just had a lot of fun over the new year, Nazir. <laughs> I'm, I I assure you, I'm at a hundred percent. I'm still bringing you. It's all the singing. Hundred and ten percent. Yeah. It's all the singing and dancing. It's it's kind of cold even in the south, even in Taidong. I, I imagine. Mm. Um. So Leslie just needs a hot tea yeah i'll be i'll be i'll be i'll be right back to Mm -hmm. 100 percent uh jason chow says just thinking about it i think he's in various military movies and other hong kong productions prison theme movies he was in movies with chun yao fat now chun yao fat is a name that i recognize yeah i mean i his his uh face looks very familiar yeah yeah. i'm I'm sure i've seen him somewhere um so nazir aziz asks me where do these cigarettes come from uh, I don't really see where they said they work for came, came from, but they were seized at Jilong. Yeah, uh, Batos is a port, which is all the way up in northern Taiwan. It's the mo- northernmost city in Taiwan, barring maybe you can help us figure out where the cigarettes came from because we know the brands of cigarettes. Oh, They're do we? Burton. And never heard of those. Modeng. I've never heard of those. They sound Indonesian or Filipino. I have to say, or some uh, Southeast Asian huh. somewhere. It's like they, they those are not um, brands that I'm familiar with and. Um, and I know a thing or two about cigarettes for completely unrelated reasons. Uh, the search <laughs> uncovered 444 boxes of cigarettes, each containing 500 packs of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. So those are that's 220,000 
packs of cigarettes. Wow, that's that's a lot of cigarettes. So for those of us living here who have made a New Year's resolution to quit smoking, this is actually welcome news. <laughs> just just <laughs> taking the cigarettes out of the equation. Exactly. In, entirely. Um, just to remember, guys, uh, anytime we mention substance, I just like to be safe, guys. Yes. Uh, uh, do not smoke. Do not smoke. It's, it's bad for your health. Bad for your health. And really don't, bad. Don't underage smoke as well. Uh, anyway, that's about all the time we have. This first episode of 2022 kind of zipped by, huh? Mm, yeah. I just want to talk more, 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 more. But uh, that's about all the time we have for this edition of Here in Taiwan. Thank you so much for joining us. Really quickly, Nazir Aziz says, Leslie, share your New Year celebrations videos. I think I will. <laughs> I think I might, Nazir. Mm -hmm. uh, if you follow me on Facebook, I think I might. <laughs> anyway, guys, that's all the time we have for this edition of Here in Taiwan. I've been Leslie Liao. And I'm Tomasz Koper. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Tomasz and I will be back maybe Wednesday, mm -hmm. uh, but we'll definitely be back on Monday. Monday. See you around, guys. Welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. Thank you so much for joining me. Every week on this show, we take a look at what's trending online in Taiwan, whether it's on social media, a YouTube video, or a piece of news that's caught everybody's attention. This week, we're going to be talking about CNN news anchor Fareed Zakaria and what he said about Taiwan. Actually, it's more about what he called Taiwan. Fareed Zakaria called Taiwan a bright spot. A bright spot of what? Well, that's the topic of this week's Hashtag Taiwan coming up next. Throughout the course of this segment, Taiwan has been called many things. A New York Times editorial called it the most important place in the world, while The Economist once called it the most dangerous place on Earth. Now, are we dangerous because we're so important, or are we so important because we're dangerous? Think about that one and get back to me. But now, we're going to add another name for Taiwan to the list. A bright spot. A bright spot of what, you ask? Well, according to CNN's Fareed Zakaria, Taiwan shines because of its democracy. Last Saturday, Zakaria delivered a five-minute piece about how the world is going through a democratic recession. He says that there's a worrying trend in recent years where countries are abandoning democracy and embracing authoritarianism. Zakaria points out that COVID has contributed to this decline because some world leaders are using coronavirus restrictions as a cover to brutally take down their opponents. He says this is happening in places like Hungary, Venezuela, and Uganda. However, amid all of this chaos, Zakaria says that there's one place that's becoming increasingly democratic. Do you want to take a crack at what place he's talking about? If your answer wasn't Taiwan, then... Dude, what are you doing watching this show? Now, I don't know what show you think you were watching, but this segment is called Hashtag Taiwan. Taiwan ranks 11th in the Economist Intelligence Unit's 2020 Democracy Index, which makes it the highest ranked place in Asia. Taiwan jumped 20 spots since 2019, which is more than any other government in the entire world. Zakaria praised Taiwan for its high voter turnouts, its digital democracy initiatives, which encourage public participation in policy creation, and its internet freedom. Zakaria points out that Taiwan's internet is freer than that of Germany and the United States. Don't believe me? Well, Zakaria tweeted out the segment himself, saying, Democracy is waning worldwide, and COVID-19 hasn't helped. 
helped. Amid this backsliding, Taiwan has been a rare bright spot. Many people, whether Taiwanese or simply having lived in Taiwan long term, thank Zakaria for bringing attention to Taiwan's democratic achievements. One person whose presence doesn't surprise me is Taiwanese lawmaker Wang Dingyu, who says, Thank you, Farid, for highlighting Taiwan's democratic achievements. I mean, that guy is always on Twitter. I just see him everywhere. Dave Troba tweets, I feel privileged to live here as a guest and to see how happy the people are about their hard-won rights and identity. To be sure, it is not perfect. No place is. But I have lived in Sweden and Switzerland beyond my USA home, and Taiwan fits in that company. Then there's Alexander Perini who tweets, Thank you for highlighting Taiwan's successful democracy. As freedom is being challenged around the world, the country stands out as a beacon of hope. I also really like this tweet from John Hohohaha Chen who says, Thanks so much for your report. So proud of my country Taiwan and her people. Now that tweet might not seem too special, but that's how I feel about the report, and I really wanted to say John Hohohaha Chen. Among all of the praise for Taiwan, though, there's one tweet that stands out which makes me kind of nervous. It's from Jay Osterman, number 5522, who tweets, If Taiwan falls, it would mark the end of democracy in the world. I mean, do I agree? I honestly don't think so, because that just puts too much pressure on Taiwan to succeed. But we've got to keep our heads down and keep working to make Taiwan a more open and inclusive society. You better watch out, Norway, because we're gunning for number one next year. And that was this week's Hashtag Taiwan. What do you think? Do you think Fareed Zakaria's assessment of Taiwan's democracy is accurate? And you know what? With that asked, I'd like to pose my question to you, which is... If not democracy, what else would Taiwan be a bright spot of in the world? Now, this is a question I've been asking a lot of people over the past week. And if you feel so inclined to message me your answer, go ahead and do so on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Taiwan Insider or facebook.com slash Radio Taiwan International. You can also find us on our YouTube channel at RTI English. Don't be shy. Let me know what you guys think. And if you have a topic that you'd like to ask me about on hashtag Taiwan, go ahead and send me that too. Until next week, guys. Talk to you soon. This is Status Update. Hello there, you're listening to Status Update. I'm Shuri Lin. And I'm Tomasz Koper. Yes, Happy New Year to you all. Thank happy you so New much year. for Yeah, thank you so much for joining us and hope that this new year has already started off in a great way. But um, actually, uh, this is the program where we read your letters that you write us and let us know what programs you listen to, your comments, your thoughts, you know, the reception, condition, and everything. But before we get to your letters, we're going to update our status a little bit here. It's New Year's Eve here today. That's right. It is December 31st, 31st. the last day of the year. Yes. But, um, you know, we I, I know that Tomas and I, we both have plans mm-hmm. of what we're going to do tonight, uh, you know, like welcoming or rather like moving into the new year. What are you doing, Tomas? I am going to a concert. Uh, uh-huh. Two bands I know and like are playing shows uh, or playing a show together yeah. at a at a bar in Taipei. So that's my plan. And then before midnight, we're going to move to a street corner, really, uh, with a pretty nice view of Taipei 101. Okay. All right. Well, are you going to watch the, the fireworks from Taipei 101? Not very close to Taipei 101. It's it's a distance away, but okay. it's uh, it, it the, the place has a pretty nice view. Oh, off oh, okay. the building. 
Yeah. Oh, so you are going to watch a fireworks yes. from there? Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh! I thought you meant like after, but anyway. No, 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 no. Okay, no. Um, so, so uh, before midnight, uh, the, when the, mu- the there's going to be a break in the music, I assume <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you know next week. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll give you the details, but we'll just mm-hmm. tell you what we're planning to do. Yes, you know our plans for the night for the for the night. Yeah. But um, one of the one of the people playing is actually uh, our ex RTI English service. That's right, Charlie. Charlie Stora. Mm-hmm. So, a very good friend of mine. Yeah, yeah, a very good friend of our, all of us. Mm-hmm. It seems like he referred quite a few people over here. Oh, he's been in Taiwan for many, many years. Many and years. He is uh, a very social person and uh, participating and organizing a lot of different activities around Taipei. Right. He was. Even, uh, um, Organizing stand-up uh, shows, mm-hmm. um, story slams. He, uh, he he's talented. Very talented. Very guy, talented. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, he he also referred um, Stash Butler to us as well. So oh right, that's, that's right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He also kind of told me about this job. Uh huh. If I remember correctly. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's just great. Yeah. But um, that's wonderful, and he's so like he's so talented. He's a musician too, and he sings, and he's a comedian. He's mm-hmm. everything. But um, yeah, it's been really great years having him here. But uh, he's on to greener pastures. But anyway, <laughs> oh wait, no, that that sounds like he died. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? No, Doesn't no, that no, mean no, like, moved on to greener means pastures? Like onto a better job or well, no. work or something? I don't know if better is the right <laughs> word. A different job. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he's not thanks here for, with us. So. I know. Th- thanks for putting a good word. But. Um, whereas I am going to uh, with a uh, you know group of friends, we're gonna. Um, um, hang out, have you know, like like hang out starting at 10 p.m. and we're all gonna be bringing lots of midnight snacks. Ooh, um, very Taiwanese fun. style. Well, what are I you mean, having? there's also somebody's bringing tiramisu, <laughs> but um, we're bringing the way. Oh, nice! And it's um, how should I put it? It's, it's braised, very braised uh, uh, assortment of stuff. Assortment you know, of stuff, yeah. There's mostly vegetables, like, um, tofu stuff, uh, or tofu well, products, in the organs, and and you know? then yeah, yes. different kinds of right. organs and, and meat. Uh, yeah, and so, but but it's not the kind that you're thinking of, though. Uh-huh. It's not in these um, Chinese like medicinal, you know, herbal kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, base or broth, mm-hmm. it's 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 different. Okay. And they they don't get cooked. They're they're I mean they are cooked, but they're you kind of eat them the as it is. They're not oh. heat, reheated up. Okay. So it doesn't have it's that brown over it. Oh. Exactly, it doesn't have that brown over it, and it's eaten with a lot of um sauerkraut, Chinese sauerkraut, Ooh. and it's yummy. It mm. feels like healthier eating this the way. I guess I have to bring some in for you someday. I mean, I'm Polish, so you had me at sauerkraut. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, and um, somebody else is bringing, um, you know, the the usual the deep fried chicken, you know, yan uh, mm-hmm. yeah, deep fried crispy chicken thing. It's like, a, also a very Taiwanese thing. You said that tiramisu is not a Taiwanese thing. I <laughs> see not. it so much in Taipei <laughs> that I oh. I kind of think it's already become already. a Taiwanese thing. Oh uh, yeah, Taiwanese people really like tiramisu. Oh, yes. I only like it from one place. I've forgotten what it was. <laughs> I'm not exactly a tiramisu fan, you mm, know. I but like, there's this one place that has it done so well. It, yeah. I like it with coffee, or okay. like most sweets are better with coffee. I think tiramisu, or maybe coffee is better with sweets. Better I don't with, know. Yeah, with more alcohol in it. Mm, mm, yeah, you know. But anyway, I forgot which place it was. Anyway, 
um, and somebody else. Oh, um, and then somebody is actually making like homemade salsa and chips. Oh, yeah. Wow. So well, there's homemade a mix chips. here. No, 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 actually, the chips are not home. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Tortilla chips are not that, home. That, they're, they're, they're Costco. That would be more impressive. I'm, I, I'm guessing. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> the salsa is homemade. Nice. Yeah, and um, yeah, so that's what we're gonna do: snacking out, kind mm. of share, just you know. And then watching the fireworks as well. What? We, well, then before midnight, we're gonna walk to uh, to um, uh, like the end of a street nearby, mm-hmm. supposedly according to our friend, that we can see um, Taipei 101 from there. Oh, that's so, nice. So um, hopefully. He's right about that, and then we can really see it nicely from. And I'm hoping there won't be too much of a crowd, so that you know we'll be like oh, the nice view is going to be blocked and everything. Because we're going to walk out to the street. We're not going to go on the roof actually. So, the last last two New Year's Eves I spent at a at a friend's place. He was uh, or uh, throwing parties. Um, he lives around the corner from Taipei 101 almost. He doesn't have a view of Taipei 101 from his apartment, okay. but uh, it's a two-minute walk from his door. Yeah. There's a scooter parking, like between buildings, you have to cut through like a residential area, with an amazing view of 101. And yeah, nothing I blocking. mean, like, yeah, exactly, yeah. because it's kind of between buildings uh-huh. and um, facing a parking lot, so it's also not very tall. Uh, you can see everything from like the tenth story up basically okay. and it's very very close as well so very wow. good view yeah yeah um well supposedly from the beginning of this street i think it's in between buildings so i'm assuming that's why you said it's a, a nice spot to watch it I, ho- I really hope he's right um but um you come to think of it um another couple of friends who just newly got married they moved into this apartment they're just only blocks only like two blocks, two or three blocks away from Taipei 101. You can really you just see. Just turn a street and it's right there. <laughs> and it's huge because they're so close to it. You can see Taipei 101 from many, many spots around yeah. Taipei. Yeah. No, which yeah. is which is great because going uh, to any of the squares that are right next to Taipei 101 on New Year's Eve is kind of a hassle. Yeah. There are a lot of people there. It's then impo- after the fireworks show, which this year is supposed to be very, very long. Um, yeah, six minutes. Yeah, six minutes, which is which is a lot Long, for longest a, ever. a huge building like this. Uh, yeah. it, it costs quite a bit of money. It would be, yes, um, yes. But uh, so. a lot of people want to see those fireworks, and then it's impossible to get a cab. It's uh, the, right. the MRT is overloaded. I know. Uh, there are a yeah, lot of totally. people. Yeah, they're already like you know telling people where they can, how they can get there. Mm-hmm. Um, taking the there are two lines, the blue line and the red line MRT subway system, but it's going to be so packed. My solution has been so far to just party until like four a.m. and then it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Um, if you were to drive, which is really not smart at all, if you were to drive to watch the fireworks, because you have to think about what's going to happen when you try to get home. I, I wouldn't. I would never think of driving to right? an event like that. Right. I mean, that. somebody actually was like stuck in the traffic. I don't know how many. A couple of years ago, they didn't get home till three in the morning. Wow. You know, I mean, the fireworks is over by you know a few minutes. Twelve oh six. Yeah. <laughs> and then they start you know getting to the car and they're you know so it, it's crazy. So we're not driving either. Besides, we don't have the car. 
So we're going to take the MRT, but it's on a green line, which mm-hmm. I don't think it's a little further away from Taipei 101 itself. So hopefully it's going to be fine. Yeah, I'm, and I'm sure you're going to have a lot of fun. I hope so. But but we're going to be taking the MRT to go home. We, we, we li- literally live, we're going to go to a place that's like the second to last stop on the green line to the other end, second to last stop, which is where we live. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so it's quite be a, a trip. Not, yeah, yeah, quite a trip. But um, hopefully, it's not going to be. We would be able to get seats mm-hmm. <laughs> because we're second to last stop. And but I am assuming there's going to be tons of people getting on right in between. Um, but anyway, that's that's it's, just that. It's interesting that uh, when I when I came here, I got the feeling. Uh, you know, ten years ago uh, when I came to Taiwan, yeah. I, I I got the feeling that New Year's Eve wasn't really a big thing in Taiwan. Uh-huh. People usually celebrate the new year uh in you know january or february uh whenever the lunar new year lunar falls. new year yeah, yeah exactly right but because of the fireworks yes i think it's slowly becoming a thing it uh, is it yeah, is a it thing. is a uh, january 1st is a day off as well so you know people yeah. are like well if it's a day off and there are fireworks why not go like, out what else and can party? you do on january you know <laughs> in taipei um you know on on, on final countdown mm-hmm. um a lot of people actually would like you know go and stay at some hotels to watch the first sunrise of the new year mm-hmm. that's a tiny thingy you know yeah the the sunrise is uh, a uh you know the the news will tell you where, where to go to go to uh even we had a video on that yeah. <laughs> where to I go know. to watch the sunrise on january 1st so my kids are going to dansui mm-hmm. and i think also, there's gonna they're gonna have their own fireworks, fireworks yes, there i know i know dansui also has actually, fireworks and then year. they're driving to Chofen. Oh, and and I think they're going to stay a night there. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, oh, so they're driving uh tonight after yeah, the fireworks. After the fireworks. Okay. I well, think. Uh, yeah. Hopefully they won't hit traffic. I don't know. Maybe I didn't. I didn't hear it right. Or maybe I, I think that's. I thought that's what they're going to be doing. But mm. so well, but anyway, New Year's Eve. Young people. I mean, don't do anything. Yeah, New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve falls on Friday, so uh, a lot of people are extending that to the whole weekend. Um, Our very own Leslie, I think he's going to Taidong. Oh, he is. Oh, really? Okay, cool, cool. All right. Well, so that's that, and uh, yeah, a very Taiwanese Taipei Taipei Taipei-ish thing to do is to go watch the (laughs) Taipei One Hundred One fireworks. I remember my first year in Taiwan. We went to a mountain to watch the fireworks, and mm. it was in well, almost in Muzha, like at the very southern end of Da'an District. Oh, and uh, there's a park of Fuyang, Fuyang Park, I think it's called, with a mountain, with a very nice view of the 101. Yeah. So we went there. We brought a bottle of champagne. We set yeah. up. We had a blanket, I think, to sit on, and everything. There were quite a few people. Everyone was excited. Yeah. We were counting down. You can see the the digits um uh, counting down yeah the, okay. the countdown from the building because it's it's covered oh, in yeah, like led right. displays yeah, yeah so we were counting down and then the fireworks started and we watched the first two seconds and because then, we'd never checked the wind direction yes. and then we all all we saw after that was, was smoke, smoke because the wind was blowing towards that's happened us. to <laughs> me yes i think more than once but <sighs> yeah when if you have to be in the right place yes that's right oh well but anyway Okay. Well, let's get to the letters. We always love to hear from you. Our address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. You can always write us on email uh, by email, and that would be rti at rti.org.tw. But please do leave us comments on Facebook, YouTube, and uh, where else? Twitter. Facebook. Oh, yeah, Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Um, that's where we can be found. Right. Okay. 
um, we do still have a lot of um, season's greetings, so let's get to them. Here's one from Mohammed Al-Sayed Al-Rahim of Egypt. It says, Dear our friends at our Radio Taiwan International, Happy New Year and best wishes to all of you in the new year. As for me, what I hope for in the new year is the return of Arabic service within, the, within Radio Taiwan International. Well, we do, but it's an Arabic Facebook page. Uh, um, we've gone from 14 languages to 18 now. Mm-hmm. There's Myanmar mm-hmm. that we've added. There's Arabic. And, oh, gosh, I already forgot what the others are. But, um, you know, uh, some of them, we only have the Facebook page right now. And Arabic is one. Mm-hmm. So check it out. Um, look it up. And, you know, I think you'll you'll see it. Because but, um, building building a team in any new language is uh, a bit of a challenge be, yes. because um, you know you have to find people, people. to do it. Yeah. Yep, yep. So and it's uh, it is a wish made by many friends of Radio Taiwan International in the Arab world. Okay, all right. So once again, Happy New Year! Well, Happy New Year to you too. That's Mohammed El Sayed Al Rahim of Egypt. Um, I have one from Ashik Akbal, um, who is the uh, RTI Listeners Club of Bangladesh. Uh, uh, president i guess uh, or uh, sorry um maybe not <laughs> just a member maybe mm. um uh, who says season's greetings uh the rti natalie and all wish you all a very happy new year 2022 and there is a a, a virtual card attached with uh, flowers uh do you know what flower you know that i'm is? just trying to think uh, they're probably plum blossom oh. i don't suppose they're cherry blossom but well they're nice right again let us know <laughs> yeah thank you, <laughs> thank very, you much very much for the card Yes, and I have a note here from Mr. David A. Bainan of the UK. He says, hello, I'd like to wish all the staff of RTS English Service peace, joy, happiness, and love this Christmas. It's a time of lots of rushing about, so a poem for you all. Don't lose your head to gain a minute. You need your head. Your brains are in it. <laughs> it rhymes. Okay, thank That's you very, very much. Okay. That is very good. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Yeah, Thomas likes it. Yeah. So that's again from Mr. David A. Bainan of the UK. Thank you very much. Um, I have uh, Amir Jamil, um, who is the um, who is from Radio uh, Taiwan International Online Visitors Club, uh, and he is the president of that club. All right. yeah, that's what I that's why I confused. Um, <laughs> okay organizations before uh, dear staff and management radio taiwan international english service greetings from shiwal pakistan um happy merry uh, uh, merry christmas 2021 wishing you and your family a year full of happiness and good health may you receive all that you desire for and dream for uh, uh, may this christmas bring you all that you need in life i wish happiness uh, surrounds you all around on this happy occasion Feel the joy of it. I hope you'll have a great time with your family and friends. And I hope this festive season will bring good luck and good health to you, your family and friends. Merry Christmas. I make a special card for ITI uh, English Service Staff and Management. I hope you like it. File is attached. Unfortunately, I don't have the oh, file no. in the I, printout. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The way we get the letters, you know, it's kind of weird. I didn't get the card. Uh, I only got the text. See. So. Sorry about that. Uh, but I'm we'll, sure we'll, it's wonderful. we'll take a look. Uh, yeah, thank we'll, you. We'll, we'll try and see if I can get it yeah, from we'll the... We'll try to find it in the, the system. Yes, okay. But thank you. Thank you regardless for your wonderful wishes. Well, thank you so much for your seasonal greetings and uh, Happy New Year to all of you. Thank you so much for joining us on Status Update. Uh, in the new year, remain faithful mm-hmm. listeners to um, RTI and do keep those letters coming. We always love to read them. 
and um, just to hear what you think about our programs and also to let us know how you're doing and mm-hmm. in a new year maybe you, know, you can write us and let us know what your new re- resolution is or whatever that would be great too yeah and uh, we would like to wish you uh, first of all good health Ah, yes, of uh, this course. This is very important, uh, mm. seeing what is happening around us, um, but also wealth and happiness. Um, yes. m- may you prosper in 2022. Yes. <laughs> For a status update, I'm Shirley Lin. And I'm Tomasz Koper. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Radio Taiwan International, Taiwan's national broadcaster. We hope you enjoyed our programs. You can catch all of our latest news, audio, and video features on our website at en.rti.org.tw. Again, go to our website en.rti.org.tw for engaging news, videos, and programs about Taiwan. If you'd like to hang out on social media, RTI is there too. Our Facebook URL is Radio Taiwan International. And you can watch our engaging video features, including the weekly news magazine program Taiwan Insider, on our YouTube channel, RTI English. Again, our YouTube channel is RTI English. For those who enjoy the Twitter sphere, our handle for Taiwan Insider is at Taiwan Insider. For RTI English, it's at Radio Taiwan underscore ENG. And if you'd like to enjoy us on your smartphone, just download our app RTI to go. That's one of the best ways to enjoy all our news, videos, and programs. That's RTI to go. If you're a shortwave listener, we have two channels in Asia. For South Asia, tune into 6100 kilohertz from 1600 to 1700 UTC. To Southeast Asia, you can hear us on 15320 kHz from 0300 to 0400 UTC. We would love to know what you think of our programs. Email us at english at rti.org.tw. Thank you again for tuning in to Radio Taiwan International. (laughs) 